Door Guys 21. I'm Davis. And I'm Scott. And I'm Billy. What's up, guys? What's going on, Scott? Nothing. You guys work tonight? Uh, yes, we For did. For sure did. How were those shows? They were good. They were really good. The first show yeah. was really good. The second show, uh, I don't know, they seemed a little flat, but they, they laughed. Yeah. They had fun. Nice. So uh, with us this week, we've got the comedians from the uh, weekend. So we've got Josh Blue with us. Oh, hello. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, definitely a flat flat show. <laughs> and then, then we've got uh, Derek Stroop joining us as well. Hey, how y'all doing? Uh, Derek, I have to ask you something right away because I'm from the heart of Dixie also. I was born there. And uh, are you uh, War Eagle or Roll Tide? Definitely War Eagle. All right, that's okay. what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. I always tell people, man, I recycle. I'm a decent neighbor. There's no way I could be a Bama fan. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. Uh, yeah, my uh, my old man, both my parents graduated from there, and my old man played football there, so uh, I'm big time. Oh, well, that's Eagle, awesome, so we almost had a We almost had a problem here, <laughs> but uh, we avoided that. I'm, I'm super pumped now. I'm yeah, man. i to feel out the energy, dude. For sure. No, 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 man. I, I actually used to do like a five-minute bit on how much I hated Bama. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah, man. Cannot stand their football team. So, yeah, we're best buds for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. War Eagle. War Eagle. <laughs> what are well, you guys talking about? Uh, college football. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> War Eagle, man. <laughs> <laughs> when you listen to people geek out about it, it could be. Yeah, you know, if you don't have a frame of reference, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I also this week, uh, because we're talking about Bama, my mom told me a crazy story about my grandmother's ashes. So my grandmother passed away maybe like eight years ago. And um, I believe you. My, my grandfather, <laughs> my grandfather had the ashes and he didn't want them anymore. So he gave them to a neighbor lady who showed up at my aunt's and said, we've uh, had your mom rolling around in the back of our car forever. So here's her ashes. And, and <laughs> Yeah, and so to uh, a little background of the story is my grandma's preacher told my aunt that she was the meanest lady that he's ever met in his life. A preacher said that. So she wasn't a very nice person. So no one really wants her ashes. So fast forward. (laughs) (laughs) And so my aunt's trying to figure out what to do with them. And uh, my cousin works at Auburn University, and my whole family has loved Auburn. And, um, so he, every morning now, takes handfuls of my grandma's ashes and puts them in his pockets and walks around campus and sprinkles them everywhere. <laughs> because it's illegal, I guess, that he tried to do it like, hey, can I spring them on the football field? And they won't let him because there's, like, pieces of bone and shit in it. And so, he, yeah, he doesn't use a bag or anything. He just uses his bare hands and walks around and gets his pockets. <laughs> How long was it in the back of those people's car? I don't know. Like, it's just rolling around back here. I'm sick of this shit. Years. <laughs> Some Shawshank Redemption. God damn. That is that's ridiculous. That, that is that a- the disrespect. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, so we get into some of the questions here. Uh, Josh, how long have you been doing stand-up? Uh, tonight, or? <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight you did, what, uh, about hour and hour and 45 minutes combined? If you say so. <laughs> uh, you know, man, I've been doing stand-up since I was in college, so a long time. 20 years, man. Dang. That's, uh, that's a while. It is. Uh, it's a lot of time. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> so, do you remember the first wrote or first joke that you wrote? Man, I, I don't. I, you know, I remember the first joke I said that was off the cuff in a real club. So I got. I was at my college and I was doing stand up on campus. Like I like open mic night at a real comedy club in Tacoma, and my very first time on a real stage. I got there and the host was a cop. What the like fuck? A, That's a, a cop <laughs> comedian, Jeez. which yeah. is like a strange day job. Yeah, it's not a good like you know. All his jokes were like, I pulled somebody over and then I hit him in the head with my billy club. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a joke, man. Like, it's a problem. And then he like didn't give me the time of day until it was like right before we go on, and he comes over and goes, "What? What's your intro? You know, which is a you know." I'd say whatever bullshit I came up with, and then he did his whole cop bit, and then he goes, okay, now I want to introduce our very first comic. He's a very special guy. Oh my God. He's a very Jesus. good friend of mine. And then he's Josh Blue, and I jump on stage, and I go, I don't know that motherfucker. <laughs> and then it was like that big laugh, and I was like, "Yes, this is it." You know? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, do you remember? Uh, do you remember your first time up on a stage doing an open mic? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did a open mic for like poets and musicians on campus. So it was like not for stand up, and then I went up there and. I, t- I was a big storyteller back in the day. Like, my jokes weren't... Like, now you see what I do? It's like, uh, every joke is a story, but I take out all the words. Like, there's right. very few words in the story. I give you just enough for you to understand what the fuck we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Back then, I didn't know that shit, so it was long-form <laughs> Bill Cosby style. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I definitely remember being terrified. Like, I had a horrible stage fright. Um, but I just signed up, and I was like, make me do this. And the dude was like, you're on, bro. Like, you signed up. You got to go on. And I went up, and it fucking crushed. Like, and, and, like, looking back, if I saw that, that would be the most horrible thing I'd ever witnessed. Right. But... <laughs> At the time, in the place, I had the room, and they were there. And then I said I'd be back the next week, and there was three times as many people in the audience. And then I went on, and then everybody left. I was like, they were here for me. And it was like, clearly, they were there for me. And then I just, like, took that. I did a a gig, a weekly gig in a coffee shop. And I opened, I was between two bands. They're like, oh, we need somebody to fill the time. Sure enough, slam packed. First band goes on, I go on, everybody leaves. Oh, shit. <laughs> Second week in a row, same exact thing happened. And then the owner was like, you got to have your own night. They're clearly only here for you. And uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. that's but, this, cool. but this is the fucked up part. 
I had an hour show every week, and I did different material every week. Oh, wow. Just still trying to figure it out. But I'm like, I can't do that now. Right. There's no way in the fuck I can do that now. I was like a prolific writer at 18, you know? Yeah. yeah. Was there something that, like, drew you to comedy when you were younger that made you decide, like, you know? Dr- you- drugs. Oh, oh, fair enough. Well, Hell yeah. <laughs> Seems to be I a can get behind path. that. <laughs> um, so... With that, you've been doing it for 20 years. Do you still get nervous when you go up on stage? I know COVID has kind of shifted things. People were off for a long time, but. Oh, it's a different kind of nervous now. Um, But, you know, I don't really get nervous. I get nervous for important shows, which sounds weird, but it's like even the Tonight Show, I, I, I was nervous, but I was able to, like, just always tell myself it's just another show. I've done thousands of shows, and it's never gone poorly. I mean, the, again, I've had a couple of shitty shows, but why would it go bad when they set the table for you on the Tonight Show? <laughs> like, yeah. right. It's just another audience that wants to laugh. And so I just try to like uh, play to the room. I don't know. If that makes Excellent, sense. yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of answered, uh, I, I mean, I guess you might say that, but uh, the craziest place you've ever done a comedy show? Oh, man. I mean, I've just done thousands of shows. So, you know, I've done churches. I've done barns. I've done, I did a 70-year-old woman's birthday party that was <laughs> probably, probably the roughest one I've ever done. <laughs> Pretty brutal. Yeah. All right. Well, that, those are all the questions that I ask. So. All right. Well, I'll head home then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take off. I wanted to uh, know. I saw your the packaging for your suckers. Oh, when yeah. I go to Denver, where can I get those at? Oh uh, yeah. So uh, my edibles they are in uh, forty different dispensaries. So. Oh no shit! Yeah. They're all over, and we're moving into Missouri like oh, next awesome. month. So. Uh, nice. starting to spread to different states, which is pretty awesome. That oh, is yeah, fucking that awesome. Is awesome. <laughs> I never yeah. thought we'd see legal weed in my lifetime, and then my face is on the package. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's really gotta be cool. awesome. All also, right. Also, uh, I walked in the other night in the office when you were showing some of your art off. I didn't know that you were into art like that. Like you, that's a, that's one of your art, uh, your paintings on your shirt, right? Yeah. Yeah. I did this drawing uh yeah, I do tons of artwork. I just like I don't know how to explain it. I I just got to do artwork. I have stacks of canvases that I painted that are just like piled up because I'm just like I'm going to paint another one, fuck it, you <laughs> know. It was uh awesome. they were really cool. I loved the um uh, the the, stu- the, the, the wood, wood stumps that you yeah, had carved. Those carving. were really cool. Yeah, those take a little longer than the painting. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> All what right. do you do, Derek? Uh, I like to eat, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll shift my questions over to Derek. Uh, so how long have you been doing stand-up? Can um, I answer some of his questions? I, if you want to. All right, I'll, I'll take no. a better one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been... The first time I got on stage was probably uh, 10 years ago. But my first three years in comedy, I didn't really... You know, I probably would would get on stage eight to ten times a year. Um, so, I mean, the first yeah, 
I've been doing it regularly probably for about seven years. Awesome. So, yeah. Hmm. Uh, do you remember the first joke that you wrote? Um, yeah, I, the way I got into comedy is so different. I didn't really start off. I started off in a really small town, and there was no other comedians. There was no open mics. <clears throat> Sorry, Derek. No, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, totally fine. <laughs> yeah, we're live. Uh, but uh, anyways. I know. I, I know. <laughs> there's, no, there's no cough button. <laughs> that's hysterical. No, I just, I didn't, I didn't come up like in a comedy community. I, I was the general manager of a bar and um, I just put myself up on stage uh, just for fun. And so uh, it just was a little different. I didn't start off like really writing or anything. I would just get borderline blackout and go up and do 45 minutes for my friends and just kind of rip on the local professors and our weed dealers and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd never been to an open mic or, net, or met another comedian until I moved to Denver. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so do you remember the first joke that you wrote? That um, you- I, I, I mean, I... Probably the first joke I ever wrote was uh, the Campbell Stroop joke, which is if I ever had a kid, I could never name him Campbell because he would be Campbell Stroop. And then I joke around about how I told my mom about it, and she was laughing her butt off. And then she was like, that's so funny because he would be more like Chunky Campbell Stroop. And that was, uh, you know, there we go. You know, it yeah, still works. I right. use that's it a good tag, you know, mom. for uh, <laughs> nursing homes and stuff. I don't really – use that joke anymore but yeah that, that was probably the first and as you guys have seen my act i don't do many jokes it's, uh, yeah. so yeah i've could probably remember all 10 jokes i've ever wrote yeah. uh so yeah uh so you said you would perform at the bars and stuff like that do you remember your first time up on an actual comedy club stage um the first time that i was ever up on a comedy club stage was uh comedy works in denver in uh, 2016, and I was part of the new talent uh, program there that uh, Deacon Gray started where it's like every Tuesday night, uh, you get up and you start off with like three minutes, you work to four minutes, and then five minutes, and then there's an almost famous list where you host for the club, and then you eventually get on the pro roster. And so I entered into that program, and uh, you get two minutes um, uh, your first time up, and uh, I mean, I was super nervous, but I just remember thinking, I mean, two minutes was terrifying um, just because I yell a good bit, and I wasn't even going to be able to – these people weren't even going to know who the fuck was yelling at them. Um, but, yeah, I can remember it well. And that club is uh, electric. You know, the downtown club, the ceilings are nine feet high, and the seats are half the size of most seats. People are just shoulder to shoulder. So, you know, the laughter is uh, – that was quite the place to start. If sure. I may interject uh – my second comedy club that I played was Comedy Works. And that was like everything he said, it's the most electric room in the nation. It's a fireplace, and that's my home club. Yeah. And, you know, just playing on that stage is like, uh, it's the epitome of the perfect setup of a comedy club. The ceilings are low, people are tight packed in, and the crowd smart and like if you see a Dave Chappelle on that stage it's like you're in the basement and he he blows the roof off of it you know like it's so bonkers that's awesome <laughs> the laughter just yeah. roaring in there yeah it doesn't have anywhere to escape you know yeah a lot of times with you know higher ceilings and stuff it's just so 
I mean, it's it's the last place you could do a comedy show during COVID on planet Earth. I mean, it is just too tight, tight. in there. But that's also what makes it. I mean, that's where I met um, Josh. That's what makes that club really special to Denver is pros that are uh, you know local that travel the country. We all we all hang out there, and that's where a lot of us meet up. And he saw me on Tuesday nights uh, up there doing like my three minutes, my four minutes. So yeah, that's that's definitely where I got my first like club start. Well, you it's definitely awesome. you definitely get the crowd going. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, as you saw, oh, yeah. this yes. dude crushes. Yeah. My uh, my wife's He's been coming monster. up here since uh, the pandemic, and she said uh, fr- late show last night was the first time uh, when you were on stage that she could feel the energy in here like like old school times. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was That's really awesome. it was really coming out, and uh, that that, dude, you really that means a lot out. to to hear that for yeah, sure. Yeah. So do you still do you still get nervous to go up on stage? I mean, you said you yell a lot, and <laughs> um, they don't know. Yeah, who yeah, I definitely get nervous. I got to tell you, if I'm not nervous, that fucking scares me. Um, that bothers me because I don't feel like then I don't have my edge. You know, the energy that I have on stage is real and it's pent up. And when I'm nervous, it comes out the way it's supposed to be. You know, I want to start off slow. If you see how I start the beginning of my set. I'm kind of shooting the shit, you know, because I used to come out and just start screaming at people, and they were like, Jesus Christ, man, use some lube here. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, talk to me for a minute. And uh, so, yeah, I still get nervous, and, and I'm glad that I, you know, I still get nervous. And I take, you know, when I'm, like, on the road with Josh, I also, uh, it's important for me to have a great set. I'm setting the table for him, and I still feel that pressure. Uh, and, you know, I hope I always do because I think that that's what, you know, just I, for the record, bro, you're more than setting the table for me. You're <laughs> fucking, you setting the table and then eating a meal. And then fucking, like, ah, oh, you clean these up, old man. <laughs> Shit. That's Just, nice of you. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my last question is, what's the craziest place you've ever done comedy, like a comedy show? Um, I did it in the backyard of, uh, like this little cult people in Boulder that were eating mushrooms and half naked. (laughs) And, uh, like, uh, it was really just, there was a lot of crystals and stuff. And, uh, they just hired me to do this show and we were in the backyard and I don't feel like these people would want to be yelled at. uh, (laughs) They they actually didn't. Uh, you're so right. It was real awkward. One of their friends told him I was funny, but he didn't tell him like what made me funny, you know? Uh, and it was weird for sure. I don't know if y'all have ever been to Boulder, but Boulder is a great place, but it has got just the weirdest fucking people. You know, I so yeah. wish I could have seen you do that. <laughs> oh, man. I was very nervous before that. How many bad trips did you induce? Oh, man. No shit. I mean, a lot of them, they didn't laugh very much. They, they did, I like, real soft claps, uh, you know, hugged each other. I don't know what was going on. It was tough. I just got my money and got the fuck out of there. I was gonna, that's what I was going to ask is, did they pay you to do that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah they, for sure. All right, so that was it. What about you got follow-ups, Davis? Well, I just have one for, <coughs> excuse me, both you guys. Uh, we always deal with, you know, crazy things happening, throwing people out and stuff. What's the craziest thing you've seen at a comedy club happen between, like, for a person getting kicked out, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because we've had it here. Uh, we've, we've said it a few times on the podcast. We've had a blind guy freak out that we had to uh, kick out, and he was, like, biting the police and <laughs> – 
We've had, awesome. you know, all kinds mm-hmm. of crazy stuff. So I'm sure you guys have seen, I guess it's a different perspective because usually you're probably on stage when that's happening. But I mean, I've had uh, so many. I mean, where do I begin? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> somebody left the showroom and died in the hallway. Oh, shit. Holy that was shit. a good one. Uh, <laughs> like, not the hallway of the club. He, like, went into the mall and then fucking died out there. Uh, Were you sad or proud that you maybe I killed mean, him by laughter? Yeah, obviously proud. It's <laughs> 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 a killer joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had. <laughs> oh my god! I was in San Francisco. Holy shit! All right, all right. How's this go? All right, so, um, I hit a point in the show. I just go, all right, does anyone have any questions? Without skipping a beat, this lady goes, this place fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, fucking the berserker, right? Like, this place, I was like, what? what?" She goes, this place fucking sucks. And I was like, are you mad at me or, or the club? And she's like, the club, this, it's impossible to get in here. And she's in a wheelchair. And she's like, it took forever for us to find the, the elevator to get up here. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry that happened to you. Like, uh, obviously, we didn't want that to happen to you. And then I, like, calm her down. Right? I'm like, and then stage right, a blind guy goes, Shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no! Like, I had it figured out. And, then, and I was like, no, dude. And he goes, shut the fuck up. And I was like, okay, I guess we should clear out the middle because we're going to have a disabled people fight. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, encourage them to come in and fight each other. <laughs> but they didn't. They, di- they didn't that I saw. I think maybe afterward <laughs> on the elevator down <laughs> that she now knows where it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Derek? Um, you're right. It's tough when, you ha- when you're on stage when a lot of that happens. But I do, I, I, I have a story from working with Steve-O that is, uh, that's just wild that I, I'll, I'll tell you. He, I don't know if y'all have seen his act here, if the people listening have seen his act, but he has this thing where he shows a video of him getting a vasectomy. Oh, yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, then yeah. he rides the horse. With you, quite a few people faint. Yeah, yeah, he has, he's riding the horse, you know, after, right after the vasectomy, oh. okay? So he's yeah. barebacking the horse, you know? And uh, I remember I was at Zany's in Nashville, and I was standing back by the bar, and I was watching it on the screen, and I could see the silhouette of a couple in the front row. Well, as he's, like, riding this horse, you know, he falls off the horse and breaks his collarbone as well. And this guy sitting in the front row, I see his head bounce off his dinner plate. Boom. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my God, he just fucking passed out. So I sprint back to the green room. And I'm like, hey, and I'm telling Steve-O's manager, I'm like, the dude in the front row just passed out into his fucking food. And the guy goes, did you get it on video? (laughs) And I was like, no. He was like, man, next time somebody passes out, if you could get a clip of that, we're collecting them. He was like, people pass out every show when we show that clip. 
And I was like, what? You know, of course, I just, you know, I, I just went with it. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely. And I just walked away like, what in the hell? I mean, what? Take a video. Could you imagine? I mean, his wife was losing her fucking mind. <laughs> she was like, Steve, Steve. If I came up and I was like, gnarly. Fuck, just videotaping him. He's got fucking spaghetti sauce on his face. You know, but anyways, that was definitely uh, one of the more uh, wild things that, that I've seen. I mean, you know, most of the time at clubs, you, you, you hear it, you hear it, and then you guys are great. Somebody tackles them or gets them out, or it's muffled, you know, uh, pretty quick for the, for the most part. And I think a lot of the real magic happens in the lobby. And you got to understand, as a as a guy on the show, I don't really follow you guys, you know, to the lobby because I'm the type of guy. If it really went down, I'd be involved. I'd stick this guy in the mouth, and they're like, "Feature Derek Stroop smokes local." Um, uh, so I stay in the showroom, so I don't get to really see the dance. But uh, that's one of the, the one of the more wild things that I've seen. Awesome. Your story made me feel bad about myself because I'm like, who the fuck passes out at that video? It was quite a few people. I mean, it happened here. And I know you manager, guys were telling me that yeah, too, that everybody we does. We would wheel him out this side with the office makes chair. Makes me feel bad that I've man, seen His too manager much. would run up and he's like, hey, do you care if I videotape yeah, yeah. you? Wally's videotaping. And like, they're just coming too. He gets like consent while they're like yeah. halfway away. He's like, do you care? And they're like, I don't know. He's like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> How perfect. did this make you feel? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now... Uh, no, hold on, hold on. Let me <laughs> ask you fuckers a question. All right. Okay. So as as door staff, like, when you're in a showroom, you feel the vibe that's in the room, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. You're feeling the same thing that we're all feeling. Right, yeah. And then if somebody's heckling, right? Yeah. Like, for me, I don't mind heckling to a point. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you decide when it's, like, time to go in? And That's a tough one. That yeah. is a tough I th- one. I understand that varies each situation yeah. to its own, but, like, is there a point where, like, third time's a charm, motherfucker, or, like... So, uh, for me, I kind of base it off of however the comedian is reacting. Like, are they fucking with them? Are they reacting to them? Or are they just trying to tell them to be quiet? They're trying to tell them to be quiet. Like, I'm going to go stand over next to the table. I'm going to make sure they're being fine. Like, even tonight, we had to kick two ladies out because they were just having a full-on conversation in the back. And the first time I went and asked them, you know, like, hey, if you guys are going to have a conversation, go out to the bar. The guy sitting next to him was like, yes, please. Like, these guys are being distracting. And, Ended up telling him twice, and then the third time we kicked him out. But if someone's yelling out, and like it just kind of depends for me how the comedian is handling it. Like you can kind of tell if they're getting irritated with it. Like we just need to shut this shit down. But if they're making jokes out of it and like getting the crowd into it, then just kind of let it be yeah, and kind of shut they, it down themselves. Sometimes they call they call out to the crowd, or yeah. someone when someone uh, yells something out, then the comedian will engage them, and so. I feel like there's a lot of different factors because we see people when they come in. We can pick people out when they come in yeah, for the front was, too. Like, oh, yeah. we got to watch this guy, this and we'll got to go. and to listen, we'll strategically sit you in the room to where like you're closer to an exit so we can get you out if you know you're yep. super hammered in line or something like that. Yeah. yeah you know? I wonder why I was sat close to the exit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it also kind of too like uh, how they respond to you. Like if they're if they're yelling out and we feel like we need to go over and say something to them. If you walk up and say, hey, you guys need to stop, and they're cool about it and they stop, that's one thing. But if they're like, fuck you right away because they're mm-hmm. drunk, yeah. then you know, like you might only give them that one warning. Like, hey, look, oh, this yeah. is the only warning I'm giving you. 
And uh, we've had that happen a few times. It's always only two reactions. Either they're like, oh, shit, my bad. Or they're like, man, fuck you. And it's like, okay, come on. Has that ever been uh, one morning where you're just like, okay. Uh, That happened, what, two weekends ago? Uh, Maybe three. There was a table group over here. And, I mean, uh, I went over one time and said, look, this is your only warning. You guys, I could hear them from the sound booth. And uh, they were already drunk when they got here. And they continued to drink. And then when we cut them off, that's when they – lost it and we had to ask him to leave but yeah it was a one warning that was it we're yeah. not gonna ask you again last sunday at the mark norman show um at the three thirty show there was a table in the back and uh, a lady was being loud and and mark actually pointed her out like i had just come in the room and uh he said this lady's kind of talking keep an eye on her and right when he said that she said something again so i went up and talked to her and i leaned in and her husband like turns and is like, what the fuck do you want? And I was like, uh, she needs to be quiet. She's talking. She's like, my laugh. And I was like, no, you're talking loud. Can you calm down a little bit? And the guy looks at me and he goes, fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and I was like, you're going to get kicked out. And they, they mumbled something else. I was like, okay. And then they got kicked out probably about 10 minutes later because Daisy was sitting right behind them too. Because that's the other tough thing about that when uh, right now in pandemic, we can only have two guys. And so um, – you know, we have to do other stuff in the you, room also, and if someone's yelling out, you know, we can't always have eyes right on them. Because are you allowed to use a like a taser? I, f- I fucking wish. Yeah, be cool. like, oh, cattle prod. I mean, I guarantee you, exactly. Exactly. people would tighten up Stand if they safe. saw you walk over oh, to a table, yeah. lay one on their neck, drag them out. I mean, be a lot of applause breaks after that. <laughs> I think word would travel fast around town too. Oh, yeah. Probably. They don't put up with shit. Yeah. They will taste you. Don't fuck around there. They are strictly comedy there. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Well, that's the one we always get to when you tell someone to be quiet or you throw them out. They're like, you guys hate fun. You hate fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, every time we're like, yeah, we do. You're just laughing. Yeah. yeah. The fuck like, you were. It's like, okay, they don't need your help to be funny up on stage. You can calm down. Because for me, I love verbally bitch slapping people. Like, you give me a reason to, like, give it to you. I'm going to give right. it to you. Right. Yeah. And it's going to be fun for everyone. Yeah. Uh, but I've had it where they don't get it, where they're so drunk. Yeah. Where it's like you can. I found after six square shots to a drunk person's head, the audience is like, "Give them a chance, Josh. Like, <laughs> don't, don't. That's too far." Like, and that's where I want a door staff to step yeah. in and go. There was jokes happening, but it's past the right, right. point of humor. Bit, yeah. It, yeah. So that's well, kind of what I was saying. I'll, like, I'll let the comedian shut them down and yeah, make them yeah, look yeah. like an ass of themselves, and that'll kind of generally that resolves right. it. But if it gets but you've seen stays it consistent, they just don't and they're just shit faced. Like, oh, well, there's certain comics that come in that aren't as comfortable with dealing with the crowd like that. It'll let us know before. Like, I don't yeah. want if anyone yells out, they're fucking out of here. Yeah. We've had that before, too, where they're a little bit uh, more sensitive, I guess. I'm more at the point where I have to tell myself, like, they're just going to the bathroom. You don't need to fuck them up. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, dude, they paid to see you, dude. Don't. I feel like Friday night I saw you do that when someone got up. You just kind of stared at him a little bit, and then you just went on. You didn't, you didn't address it, but you yeah, thought yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Not worth it. 
<laughs> oh, I could have swore you said something about one of them though when they got out. Once they got out the door, I think you said something about one of them. Oh yeah, what a fucking. I don't uh, even remember what you said now, but I definitely as after they got out the door, you said something. That's uh, my and, style behind your back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, crowd on my side. I feel like Derek yeah, doesn't have to back. deal with hecklers too much because he's yelling at the crowd anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say I uh, have had maybe one heckler. And you got to really try. I mean, I am screaming. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you and, really and then I'd stop and take a breath. You'd have to yell right then immediately and just get it in. So, yeah, I've never really, uh, I've never, I've never really dealt with um, hecklers. I do sometimes, like, I'll take a breath. And my favorite, I do hear this pretty often, is I'll just hear somebody in the audience go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, they get it. Like, they, they, they know I'm not pretending up here. Oh, yeah, this is an outlet. But, yeah, I don't, I don't deal with uh, Yeah, I'd hecklers. be afraid to heckle you. Yeah, I, I mean, and I'm not even great with, with hecklers. Josh brought up a good point to where there's, like, this fine line. Some people can finesse hecklers and make them part of their show. I, I, I'm so downhill that people feel bad for him immediately. You know, <laughs> I'm not able to make a cute joke where we can all laugh and be like, oh, well, he got the heckler. No, I, I the time that I dealt with the guy, they were all like, is the show over? Is he, <laughs> like, is he done now? Because he's, he's pissed. And and so, yeah, I, I would just prefer yeah. Yeah. to blow through him. And you do. You're terrifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I will say this. I am a killer heckler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will fuck you up from the I, I've, destroyed, I've destroyed people. Just, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just get in every punchline you got. Just a, little, just a little quicker than you. Sorry. Awesome. It's fun. I don't have this article in front of me, Scott, but we were going to address it a couple weeks ago when we forgot to. There was this guy recently that he shot mushrooms into his veins. Like, he thought that was that's the not, fastest that's way. That's not a thing. No, he, no, uh, he, he it grew fungus inside. Like, he's fucked up real bad, like, in his bloodstream. Wait, he grew, but is it producing psilocybin? That would be cool. He's seems like a pretty fun guy to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming out, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so, apparently, the guy. Genetonic. <clears throat> Thank you. He was 30 and he was bipolar and decided to inject psilocybin mushrooms into his arm. Uh, and the article clearly states they're meant to be eaten or made into a tea. Weird. Uh, <laughs> but they caused his body to go into organ failure and now he has to be treated with long-term antivirals and anti or antibiotics and antifungals. Well, yeah, because his organs are failing because they're growing like mushrooms inside. Josh brought up a good point. Uh, is he ch still tripping? Like, yeah, I mean, if, you, yeah. if you continually make that, that would be like if awesome. you decide not to take I your antifungal one day, is that just I, like a day of tripping? You know, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. go In, buy them and eat I've them. I've had flashbacks, but that would be a whole new level. <laughs> Flash forward. Some shit. I don't know how you get that idea that that's a good idea. You guys like know. mushrooms? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Mm hmm. Yeah, they just decriminalize them in Colorado. Nice. So it's 
So how does that work? That's not in a yeah. store, right? Real like good. Just- <laughs> <laughs> real good. <laughs> Works real good. Real, real good. Uh, you can't buy them in stores, but if you have them on you, it's they not can't just doesn't you. matter. Yeah. Right. And that was what they did with weed before they legalized right. that. So gotcha. I mean, that probably makes cops feel better. It's nothing like arresting a guy for having mushrooms. It's yeah. like you're like I'm arresting a leprechaun. Like, I'm, I'm, lay down. Give me your. Give me all your fucking mushrooms, motherfucker. These are shiitakes, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, a weird thing to arrest somebody for, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, but they're amazing. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. We were just talking about that. I think yesterday we were talking about the different. You know, everybody has their different. Effects, you know, mushrooms make you see shit sometimes. Some people get uh, more audible. Uh, every time I've ever done mushrooms, it's always been like a real body kind of trip. Thank you. You know, I don't get like a lot of the, the visual or no. audio type stuff, but it's just I, I can feel it in my body. Get like mush feel, body? Yeah. Like, Ooh. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. But uh, anything stronger like acid, Gotta that's take totally more, different. bro. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's great, like drug advice. Like, yeah, just when they're like, he's like you got to just take a little more, dude. Well, yeah, <laughs> you can get there. You can. You got to try a little harder. <laughs> I took acid one time and I got 36 hours of community service. Oh, oh Jesus shit. Christ. That's yeah. a hell of a story in one sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That had so much. Yeah. Not really much that's yet. it. Yeah, that's really it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I made the mistake Jesus. of doing it on the 4th of July, uh, which was a really bad idea. I thought it would be awesome and be super cool to see everything blowing up and, like... Probably oh, no. was. No, it was really terrifying. I thought yeah. they turned gravity off. I ended up naked in a bed. <laughs> <laughs> I love the thought that somebody turned gravity off. Yeah. Somebody turned off gravity. I think, I think it's because I was so fixated on what was going on in the sky that I had my head craned, like, looking yeah. up for so long... I thought that I was going up. So I yeah. thought they turned gravity off. I freaked the fuck out. And my whole family was not impressed. And oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, Nobody's was, impressed uh, by, uh, have you mean, noticed the gravity's off today? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why are you naked? Don't ask me questions. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I don't even have a boner. The gravity's just off. <laughs> <laughs> it's floating on its own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mushrooms are the best though i gotta say i, think, I agree i think I they're, they're way better than acid i've never yeah, tried I the tea I like I, I, tea? I hear a lot of people yeah. making tea with it but i've never tried it so i'd be i like tea it's mellow that. yeah it's yeah. A, it's weird when you do a different yeah it's yeah. a different thing yeah i was in college i, I was in uh olympia washington and they grew the Mushrooms, like, not they, the forest. (laughs) (laughs) And I I had two friends that knew how to identify them. This one year, they had two and a half pounds of dry. They were dried. Jesus. And they were like these, they're called the blue ringers. Their caps are like that big, just like smaller than a dime, and the stems... Like when they dried up, it looked like a toothpick had shriveled up. And if you ate six of them, you would go to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that sounds great. So, so did you eat six? Is that how you know? <laughs> well, they gave me like a pound. Oh, wow. 
to get rid of. <laughs> right. And I was the biggest dealer on campus <laughs> of mushrooms. And it was the like, scariest thing because it was a seasonal thing. But it was like yeah. within a day, people be knocking on my door at 3 in the morning like, Hey, I heard you're the mushroom guy. I'm like, where did you hear that from? Like, uh. But I would tell people, like, you have to know these are tiny, but they're going to fuck you up. Don't yeah. eat more than nine. And repeatedly people would come back and be like, what? Where did you get those things? They were unbelievable. That's funny. Davis and I went to a wedding and like he had the smallest yeah. amount of mushrooms. We each took just like the smallest pinch. That was one of the hardest times I tripped. I was not prepared for it to be mm -hmm. at a wedding. It was a great time though. Yeah, I told this last week. I was uh we were both ushers, but it was yeah. at his parents' house, and so our job was to open the front door for people. And <laughs> what was fucking me up is like no one knew who we were. And so we'd open it up to family and like I'd be all happy and they their faces would just go blank because they didn't know who the, they were like, who the fuck's this guy? Yeah. I'd be like, welcome. And then they, they'd come inside and they'd see the rest of the family and then they'd brighten up and I'd be like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> so every time I open the door, I get super sad. Like, they were like, fuck, man. <laughs> Did you ever think that you look like you're tripping balls? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> welcome to I, the I was just standing off to the side, like looking at their artwork, just like, "Hey, <laughs> family's over there." Uh, I, that's not an angle anybody's brought up. So, yeah, you were, you were, you were the scary you know, one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, welcome, welcome <laughs> to the wedding. Oh, so I got one more question for you guys. <laughs> we've uh, we've asked a couple of people this. Uh, I don't think we've asked Billy, so Billy can tell us too. Oh yeah, that's right. On this air is, is uh, where is the craziest place you have ever taken a shit? Oh, <laughs> oh man. So when I was doing mobile detailing, if you had an emergency, we would just use our Home Depot bucket and close ourselves in the back of our van and just shit in the bucket and then clean it out with the power washer. <laughs> just like in the street? Yep. <laughs> just go take it to the drain, spray it out. You know, like buckets are five dollars, right? Yeah. Get a new bucket. Uh I mean <laughs> Where do I begin? I mean my pants is the obvious answer. Uh, That's what I went with. My pants on a golf course. Um I mean one time I shit in a kitty litter bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. Oh, this is going to exhort me. That makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah, it's for. It yeah. was perfect. Yeah. It really it worked. It, really. it did its job. Thank you, Costco. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Icy Roads. <laughs> I would say uh, mine's a bucket as well. I uh, worked for a guy... One summer who uh, was just really, he's this old man and he was fucking mean and he would drop me off at these like work sites to like rip the flooring out and uh, he would just put a bucket in the shed in the back and uh, put sand in the bottom of it <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, this is true. I would, uh, the night before, I would eat everything I could think of 
And I was going to anyways, but I would definitely, yeah, I would try to to shit my brains out in that fucking bucket. Because I knew he was cleaning it. And I wanted that old man to stroke when he saw what I was doing. I mean, I'm not even, I already eat late anyways. I don't have to sell y'all on that. I mean, I do a whole bit on fourth meal. But I'm talking about brownies and ice cream at 2 a.m. Just so this old man, I wanted his sand gone. Like, I, I just, anyway, it still works me up. It's been 14 years since I've shit in that fucking bucket, man. I mean, nobody should shit in a bucket. That's but. like the goddamn yeah. Stand By Me Barfarama guy who's chugging oil. <laughs> see how much I can shit. So, Jesus, God. Yeah, I'd reach in there with a marker and, like, mark it. Like, whoa, that's pretty. <laughs> We're filling her up today. I'm going to top her off. Yeah, this is. Try to beat the old record. Yeah, man. Waffle House is something else. <laughs> Bring me another bucket. Do y'all have Waffle House around here? We no. don't. Oh, I wish man, we did. I miss them. Yeah, they are fantastic. They're like Denny's, but you can show up fucking smashed and run the jukebox, you know? Oh, yeah. It's the best. It's, yeah, for you, sure. You always see the best story. Like, I read a, a news article where a dude showed up at a Waffle House and the employees were asleep. And he oh. just went back behind and just cooked his own food. <laughs> Yeah, that like they recorded the whole thing, and that's, not, just, that's Waffle House. Not shocking. I, I, if I'm in areas where there are Waffle Houses, I talk about it on stage. But uh, in the South, they're just totally different ball games. Like, we yeah. go there after baptisms when we're blackout. Like, we spend a lot of time there. But, like, the further west you go, the more you talk about a, wa- a Waffle House, the more people look at you like you're trash or something. Like, yeah. you throw batteries <laughs> into a river. But <laughs> anyways, anytime I can plug a Waffle House, I try to. I've got, a, just, I've got a framed picture of Waffle House I in my da- dining room. No, <laughs> where there was a Waffle House that wasn't busy enough to keep those people awake. <laughs> I yeah, I know. True. That's, I don't, that's yeah, just crazy. I, don't that's I remember so reading true. This, I mean, it could have been that's that they were, like, fucked up on drugs, too. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That was yeah. my that's, first thought. That's probably more likely what happened. But yeah. all it said was that they were asleep, and he, he recorded himself. Like, he went behind and used her flat top and made himself breakfast. I mean, I've never seen a cook in Waffle House that I thought, man, I wish that was my neighbor. I wish he lived next door. <laughs> no, no, no. This is true. I would trust this guy with a spare house. Yeah, maybe. yeah. <laughs> but the motherfucker makes consistently good scrambled eggs. For sure. Oh, oh, oh no doubt. Lots of respect, man. Every and he's time. taking an order that's like, we want a dead hog double up uh, in the ditch with smoke on top. Yeah, yeah. And, and that means biscuits and gravy. Yeah. <laughs> I already got it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, Derek, I wanted to bring up part of your bit. You talk about uh, getting hot sauce on your hand, accidentally scratching your asshole, and setting a brush fire. Well, I know that same pain. Uh, but mine was a little bit different. I worked at a restaurant and I was cutting jalapenos and didn't think about it. Went to take a piss, touched my dick, and started a brush fire that I didn't want to deal with. And mm-hmm. I was in the same kind of boat where I was like, fuck, do I put my dick in milk? Like, do I get a cup of milk and stand in the bathroom? And that's what I did, and it worked. <laughs> so yeah. That's actually how the story really started. Yeah. I set my dick on fire. And there used to be a much shorter version where I would go and I would try to sleep with my girlfriend and I would be like, well, this is not for pussies. You know, that's just a callback to the salsa. Uh, So then we, and I actually got that tag from Josh. But yeah, uh, so that story is kind of true. But yeah, it is definitely from touching, you know, raw peppers and then touching something else. But well, he had that joke and then. I, in college, made the same mistake, 
my girlfriend was vegan and I wanted to make her a nice vegan meal. I don't know how to cook shit. I, I made rice and habanero peppers. I chopped up habanero peppers and put in the rice. And it was the hottest fucking... It was, it was somehow the blandest thing. And the hottest thing you ever... <laughs> you, you took a bite and there was no flavor up front. And then it was like... <laughs> like <laughs> so fucking hot. And she took one bite and fell on the floor. Like, <laughs> and she was like, oh my God, it's so hot. It's so hot. Her mouth is burning. And I'm like... I'm just like... Sadly, eating mine. Like, oh, I made this for you. <laughs> and then the night goes on, and we move into the bedroom. And she's like, I'm sorry I reacted that way. We started fooling around, and I put my fingers where fingers might go. <laughs> and all of a sudden, she starts going, Why, why is it burning? <laughs> why is it burning? And she's like, Oh Oh my god I was like god damn it Like I got her from both ends (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was Oh man It was bad It was a bad one Fuck though Derek And there you go for the trifecta (laughs) Jeez I've done all that shit to myself too (laughs) 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 Oh jeez So In another crazy story that I uh, found on here, people fall for the dumbest shit. And Mm. so we've all seen the stories of, you know, somebody telling you to put your iPhone in a microwave to fix something, and some dumbass will do it and share it. Who said that? (laughs) It it went around for a while. Yeah, somebody told me to do this podcast. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. That was, <laughs> that was real quick, too. <laughs> I sat on it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, this idiot uh, doing one of those stupid challenges that the kids do, like the cinnamon yeah, challenge yeah, and yeah. all that. Uh, somebody convinced him to cement his head inside of a microwave, and, Wait, uh, and he almost fucking killed himself. Like so, it's like real concrete? Yeah, he he poured a real concrete mix into and it, the kid's twenty two, so they should have just let him die. I mean, he's he's uh beyond the age now. <laughs> I wish you guys I wish you guys could see this right now. <laughs> um, I'm throwing pipes. <laughs> But yeah, uh, dumbass put, a, put his head inside of a. Uh, Sorry, Derek. <laughs> so yeah, uh, just a little reminder. I don't. Kids. I don't understand the reason why he would go for this. Like, who told him this was cool? What What's I, the reasoning? He's st- prank on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, why? Why else? The concrete head shit? challenge. Yeah. yeah, you know what my uh, thought process is, and it's not a new one. But like, if you're dumb enough to do that, right? Please, you deserve it. Please. You deserve it. Yeah. You don't need your round. <laughs> that's a, that's just that's a that's a. Where was that at? What state? That was over in the UK. Oh. Oh, obviously. <laughs> never happened in the states. <laughs> I no, mean, they're they're too busy eating Tide Pods and shit. Yeah, yeah, fuck. Or Cheetos. 
Oh, well. I mean, if I got in trouble for every time I bullied someone into killing themselves. Derek, that's a good impression of me, man. <laughs> oh, so uh, one thing I did want to ask you, Josh, too, and this is kind of like I just thought I was thinking about it earlier and forgot, but uh, so you did last comic standing, and obviously that has to be uh, your your material isn't crazy raunchy or dirty, uh, but what with the process like that, do you have to get all of your jokes cleared with them before you're allowed to say anything? Oh uh, yeah, everything has to go through like legal and through everything. It's like what's crazy is they want you to write down what you're gonna say, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> like right. like I always just said, listen. Trust me, I'm not gonna say anything that's gonna fuck up the guidelines of your TV show. Like, I know the rules of this thing. I'm a trained professional. Let me do my thing. And, you know, for the most part, you could write down whatever and then just do... Do what you wanted. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. right. And, and like I said, I'm not gonna fuck it up for you. I've done... Thousands of radio interviews and podcasts and shit. Like, mm -hmm. I'll fit the window that you're letting me fit through. So did they own all of the material you did on that show? Not the material, but... Gotcha. The, all that footage. Right. I mean, I'm sure if they wanted to be a dick about it, but... Right. I think, you know, NBC has other things to do than yeah. run me down for some... <laughs> <laughs> dick jokes <laughs> <laughs> makes sense uh and then so that kind of goes in the same with derek you you were here just not that long ago um with a comic who's a, more of a christian he's like well not more of he is a christian comic mm -hmm. um so your sets have to be a little bit different is that something where you had to go over what your material was with him beforehand and they or you just struck it clean yourself yeah we worked with each other at comedy works and because I work clean at Comedy Works a good bit. Um, because, I mean, most of my stuff isn't too raunchy. I just yell fuck a lot. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm able, the adjustment's not that tough. I mean, if you were really to put it under a microscope, I don't yell as much when I'm working clean because I don't trust my energy on that far of a leash. Leash, excuse me, because I'll, I, that's part of where the cuss words come is when I really just kind of let myself go and my temper goes. And hey. so I stay a little bit more controlled uh, in that situation. But, yeah, it's definitely, it feels, it feels uh, different for sure. Um, but, you know, it's also like I'm, I'm proud that I'm able to switch those gears at the same time. I think can. it might be funny if you could tell them about your job interview. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's the same is, line. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a real peek into who I am in my regular life. I I uh, did a job interview during uh, quarantine where I, I'm working at a sports shop in downtown Denver, and I was doing the interview with the guy, and he owns the company, and he stops me and he goes, "Hey, man, I just want you to know." We've been doing this interview for 12 minutes, and you've said the word shit three times. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, I've been doing interviews for uh, 20 years. He said, I was an executive for Procter & Gamble. He said, uh, I have never heard somebody uh, cuss so freely. 
like you have in this conversation. And uh, he was like, what, do you, what does that, you know, tell me about yourself? And, uh, you know, I was just basically like, well, I'm a comedian, and because of the pandemic, I've had to get a day job. So you're going to be hiring a comic to run your shop, and I'm going to do a great job. But sometimes when I sell a lanyard, I might say fuck. And uh, I didn't think he was going to go for it. I left thinking there's no way this guy could would hire me. And he said he ended up hiring me because he felt like that I was just being completely candid and honest. And uh, he was like, he feels like there's such a dance in every interview where he can't tell if somebody's being genuine or what. And he was like, there's no way you could be hiding anything if you're talking like that. And so uh, it's worked out. You know, I've, I've worked there uh, for about six months now. But, yeah, it's I, I, I have a, a, a poor mouth sometimes. <laughs> Oh, we know that. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually doing a dry bar comedy uh, for the first time. I'm doing one of the specials uh, April 16th. Awesome. And, That's yeah, great. man, I am uh, great. fucking scared to death yeah. uh, <laughs> to go to Provo, Utah and uh, stick an ice cube in my asshole. Uh, I, uh, that, that might be a sex crime. There. Yeah. yeah I, uh, you might not ever see the special. Just take my word for it. We're shooting it, okay? Uh, it might not ever make it. Um. Mine will be out. Yeah, Josh's will be out. <laughs> my, second, my second one. Yeah, I, I did see nice. that you had what well, you've done one already. So, uh, but what is that? What's that process like? Because obviously they do the clean comedy. Uh, do you, is that another one where you have to run everything through by them, or they just trust you to go through it? <laughs> they 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 have a video where they tell you like, this is different kind of clean. Yeah. This is a promo clean, and you're like. Well, I'm not known for being promo clean, you know. And, and like, I'm I'm not a dirty comic, but like right. Derek yeah. says, I like to say fuck a lot. Yeah. And yeah. like the way I look at cursing, it's the condiment to the meal. It's not the meal. Right. It just adds a little flavor to what you're doing, and uh, <laughs> so Derek and I have spoken of this, where it's like, when you're doing a clean show. You can be just as funny, but there's something in your head where you're like, God, I can't say fuck in this next sentence. And like, you're always like thinking ahead going, oh my God, there's a swear word coming up. <laughs> I mean, How you've got I a little bit of a governor on. It. You've got a little bit of yeah. like, everything's vetted. Mm. You know, it's just, uh, I'm not going to just fly off and lose my mind like I would, uh, you know, working a show like I did tonight because I just can't trust, I just can't trust that. So it is... It is definitely, you know, different. But growing up in the South, I know how to, you know, I was raised by parents who owned a bar, and uh, they, you know, they cussed all the time. But I was raised in Alabama, and some households I'd visit my friends if I cussed over there, they'd have baptized me in their pool. Right. So right. I, I grew up in a house where, you know, we were like, fuck you, love you. And, well, yeah. and then I was able to go to other people's houses and be respectful and just shut it off. And that's and, why I think you, you don't really have to be terrified at all because you're such a good comic. You know the boundaries. For sure. You're not just going to say it. I mean, you're not applying for a job at a sports. <laughs> <laughs> that's all a fucking yeah. lanyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. So, oh. yeah, I wouldn't stress it, man. You're going to kill it. I'm excited. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. Smart, That's awesome. Smart crowds, too. They're very smart. Nice. 
So you got to work a little bit on that part. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because they've got they've got some pretty uh, pretty strict liquor laws there. So <laughs> when yeah. it comes to can't drinking. even watch porn there. They tried to make it where you can't uh, you can't watch porn. They have blockers on uh, any uh, porn site. They weren't job. able to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not. They wouldn't stop me either. I'd, I'd still find it. There's always a way. Always a way. Um, yeah. So. Uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have anything else. You want to do the Cheeto challenge? How about hygiene, guys? <laughs> <laughs> How many times did you shower today? Two. Two. I only did one and a half over here. Half I didn't. Half. I didn't wash my hair the second time. Oh uh, yeah, no, I did both times. I'm sure you can tell. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, how about uh, waking up to three inches of snow? And we're going to wake up to another probably two to three inches of snow tomorrow, they no. said. Fuck. Snowing again? Yeah. yeah. No. As long as it doesn't fuck up our flight. Yeah, let's hope that. I got yeah. a Super Bowl to get to. Yeah, what are you guys doing for the Super Bowl? Anything fun or just who are you guys rooting for? I, I don't. I, I was telling Josh earlier, I have like one tradition for the Super Bowl. And when the Super Bowl is happening, I am eating fucking hot wings. And that's just the only expectation yeah. I have. That's yeah. all I need for it to feel like this. I'll have the Super Bowl on, some wings, and then it, that feels like, uh, you know, but I'll probably go to, like, a, a little local sports bar. What you doing, Josh? I'm just going to be home with the kids and the family, and I, I yeah. got some wings I can fry up. Nice. And, oh, yeah. Air fryer? Fuck yeah, man. Fuck <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of the air fryer. <laughs> yeah. I'm not known mm-hmm. for being around hot oil. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that checks out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I walked in and you were holding hot oil, I'd be like, whoof. <laughs> I want to see how this plays out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we do have the Cheeto challenge uh, that we can do real quick. <laughs> you can do it, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I've already done it. He's uh, the all-time leader. Let me tell you. Well, you know I'm going to try. Oh, yeah. Uh, dude, you're going to lose to Derek. So, He's not trying. We're just doing it as guests. The Cheeto Challenge. Or, I mean, you don't have to. Scott already did it. He has gotten, what, 14? 15. 15. 15, bitch. 15? <laughs> yeah. There's no way I could do more than 15. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I think, I don't know. I, don't know. I think you're going to go deep into it. I, think I don't you know. Do, I think, I think you guys it. need to quit looking at my belly and look at my mouth. Okay? <laughs> my That's what I judge. I've gotten real good at this. Well, when, <laughs> when John, what's mouth, you got a medium-sized mouth. Yeah, medium. How many right. can you fit in your belly button? They can, have, they can stick <laughs> half of one in my belly button, for sure. I've got an any. I could definitely, I don't know. I'd be into that. <laughs> so when John Reed did it last weekend, he said, uh, I don't know how this is going to work. I have a little mouth and no lips. And he wasn't, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> he was struggling like the whole time. There's number two right there. Oh, they, those fit nicely. You can have them half out, and they still marks. count. I haven't put any in yet. <laughs> <laughs> you look way better. I do that with a jawline now. <laughs> with a jawline. <laughs> What's that, number three right there? Mm-hmm. That is number so. three. You get 15. Yeah. yeah, you gotta start. Yeah, there's, there's this no guy claims strategy. he has no uh, gag reflex. Like he's stuffing them down his throat. Apparently, 
<laughs> I don't even know how to number now. I just I went either. fast right there. <laughs> I will have to rewatch the video to find this out. No, he can't count them when he spits them out. Oh yeah, we can do that too. They can't break. No, you can't. No, break. if they break, the they can thing. stick yeah, halfway out, but they can't break. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> it's getting full in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is what she said. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I know. I know you said it. I didn't get it when you said it. I didn't hear it. But I read it now. <laughs> I understand Cheeto. It's got to be eight, maybe. Uh, I think so. I don't even know. It's. Oh, God. Oh, oh, He's got to take, oh, a, breath. take a breath. Oh. Don't breathe in through your mouth, man. He's dying a little He's bit. He's going to end up with <laughs> oh. Cheeto lung. Yeah, Cheeto lung. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. Hey, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing you a favor, man. <laughs> Still yelling at people. Yeah, <laughs> even with a mouthful of Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> you really seem to enjoy this. It's a challenge. I mean, <laughs> that's... <Yeah. laughs> He's... Oh. He's looking to try to get another one in there. Oh, he got plenty. Not cool, bro. <laughs> Alyssa. Oh, I oh. broke it. Uh-oh. Can't fit it anymore? You, you're tapping out? I don't know why I can understand you, but <laughs> you know, I'm just going to roll with it. <laughs> oh, we can count them on the way out, too, since uh, we <laughs> kind of lost track. We try to do some play-by-play, usually. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's the best strategy. That's I've a decent seen. haul right there, <laughs> I got nine. Awesome. Hell yeah. Is nine a pretty good number on here? Yeah, that's yeah there's a log jam at nine. I think Daisy got nine. Nice. A few yeah. other people. We we uh we had a uh, big dry six. race board with mm. that was the leaderboard, but far too many people done it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well uh yeah, do you have uh anything you guys have obviously you guys probably have dates coming up soon? Yeah, we date all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Corner Ramen. Corner Ramen. Let's do it. That's a place that's in between us. We live about two miles apart in Denver. Oh, nice. Yeah. So did you move to Denver for comedy? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was... I mean, I had had no idea how great the scene was before I got there. Then why did you go there? Uh, Because I saw on Flophouse, I saw... Uh, Sam Talent and Aaron Uris and all these guys hitting gravity bongs and doing comedy in the backyard like a bunch of rascals. <laughs> and uh, I was like, that looks like that could be pretty cool. And then... Uh, Turns out it was. Yeah, yeah. Before I knew it, I was hitting gravity bongs, doing comedy in backyards in Boulder with people eating shrooms. So, yeah. 
It, uh, that I, I, oh, yeah. and I'm glad, you know, there's a lot of people that go to like LA and New York right. and they just, uh, you know, anyways, it's a great scene, uh, to get on stage. There's so many stages to sharpen your tools as a comedian because there's such a, sh- a healthy indie scene in Denver for comedy. I mean, yeah. there's also clubs. Comedy Works has two clubs. There's a Denver Improv. There's a, a, you know, Colorado Springs has a club. Our good buddy David Rodriguez just opened up a club in Fort Collins. Yeah. Um, and so there's just lots of work to be had. There's no TV industry in Denver. Right. You know, nobody's going to walk up to you after a hot set and give you a late night spot. But um, I think we produce some of the best comics in the country because, yeah, you know, I mean, steel sharp, steel sharp and steel, especially with, you know, uh, the type of talent that's there. So I, I got lucky, for sure. Nice. And then I meet guys like Josh took me under his wing uh, super early, and it's, I mean, changed yeah. everything for, for me. The first time I ever came to Omaha, uh, Josh brought me here, and it's like one of those awesome things where, like, you're just doing, like, a, a local show at the club, and then you get off, and the big-time headliner is like, you ever been to Omaha? I'm like, no. He's like, Colleen's the best. We're going to go in a couple weeks. So, oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah. You go home and just stare out your window all night because the adrenaline won't wear off. Oh, yeah, That's you awesome. can't sleep. Yeah, yeah. I was also curious, like, do you guys both remember who the first headliner is that asked you to go on the road with you and where you went? I just answered it, so you go that ahead. Was, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, let's see, the first big headliner. A big headliner or just headliner? I mean, for it, just like for you, the first big one that you remember, like being invited out on the road, that I mean, was like this a big is deal hard for you. Because it was uh, Carlos Mencia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter who it is. Like, the significance of it is like, I was th- like that first time you get to, you know. No, I mean, he was the biggest thing in right. the, going on. Yeah, most definitely. That's, true. That's he true. He was a monster at the time, and he yeah. came over. You can open for me anytime you want, dude. Like, I got to do a guest spot in front of him at the Comedy Works. And nice. then it was like, I did seven minutes, and he was just like, damn, whatever you want, yeah. man. So, you know, it's uh, pretty cool when, when these big names. And then after that, it was like every comic that came through Comedy Works. The staff really helped me at Comedy Works. Like the yeah. servers were always like, "Hey, do you know this young kid? You should let him do a spot." And then I'd just be like, "Oh, opening for Brian Regan." And you're like, "What the fuck?" Is that, <laughs> yeah. <man?"> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I think the first cool. time you brought me here was three years ago. Well, yeah, that sounds about I think right. So yeah, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. That was cool. a good question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like it doesn't. You, Carlos Mencia, like, whatever, but the significance of that, especially for a comedian, like, a young comedian, like, that's a big step to go from, like, sure. yeah, I'm doing spots and, uh, you know, getting work, but well, now, going like from a coffee, that to time coffee that. shop to, like, being taken on the road with somebody to be able to do a feature spot, like, that's a big shift. I went, well, this is fun, it's like, I went from that to um, headliners. <laughs> headliners being like you can't open for me anymore yeah like where they're like sorry. you're past featuring yeah, you need, you sorry bro start like, headlining I'm not at that point just crushing try, room yeah I'm not trying to work that hard man. yeah <laughs> <laughs> setting up a wave that they can't ride well during those years when i was 
starting at Comedy Works, I was opening every week for the headliner. And some weeks, I would fucking bury whoever it was. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 and no regrets, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. I, like, man, I was taught, like, do the show like you're the biggest person right. in the room. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I was like, fuck it. And I was always fascinated by the people that could follow it. You know, you're like, yeah. God, Carlos Mencia was like, swing the bat as hard as you want. And I would just do my best show, and he would go murder nine times harder than I just did. I'm like, wow, like, how did right. you <laughs> yeah. do that? But it's fun. It's fun yeah. to taint the earth. all right well we don't want to keep you guys here any later than we uh have already uh yeah i think it's been way more than enough (laughs) (laughs) so i do i want to thank you guys for coming out and uh uh hanging out with us a little bit after the show i know you guys just got done working and so did we, but... Oh, uh, yeah, you guys, you guys were working harder than we were. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> he was taking a half a shower. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the lower part. <laughs> All right, well, with that, so. I got some music to play us out, too. Thank uh, you guys a lot for doing this, again, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you all for, thank y'all for having me. I appreciate it when you guys come here. I appreciate it. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you guys later. Peace. Pure steel, oh, it's made of pure steel now, is it not?